Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. We've got our top team in today because there's an awful lot to talk about. Uh, Phil Kirkbride, Tony Scott, Gavin Buckland and uh, myself Dave Prentice. And uh, there's only one place to start really and that was the utter lunacy and mayhem that we witnessed at Goodison on a Sunday tea time. Um, it was a game for me almost as intense as emotionally draining as some of those, you know, sort of Coventry and Wimbledon occasions. It was just absolute madness. Um, did we get lucky, Phil? Was it you know, a very important result in the end? But you know, and we're all thrilled that you know, so Unzi got the uh, the home win that we needed. But it doesn't really paper over the cracks, does it? No, it's certainly Lady Luck was 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 on our side, wasn't it? Because you know, barring a, an encouraging sort of first ten. 10 minutes or so where the, play, the team played with a decent amount of energy you know first for the first hour out of the game Everton were the Everton we've watched for the past 6-8 weeks you know more or less since the start of the season you know plenty of bluster commitment and energy but nothing at either end to uh, deter the opposition in any way so yes in many ways they did get lucky but that was certainly the the only way that they, they could respond because unfortunately nothing changes despite the victory you know Everton's still lacking quality at, at, at both ends of the pitch and so it was going to be a victory that had to be based on on the sort of the fundamentals of any team yeah. heart, fight character um, because they don't have the required skills uh, to, to sort of get back into games and win games in any other way at the minute and of course we did get lucky with the penalty at the end and um, Tom Cleverley, you know, watched it back a few times in here today already. <laughs> uh, baffling the way he squared himself up, and you just you just sensed as soon as he as he was approaching that penalty, it wasn't going to go in. But it was one of those days, and I think the hope now is for whoever comes in and and, and takes over, or whether that's Unzi for a, a little bit longer, that it, at the very least it gives the team a little bit of confidence and and makes them believe a little bit more. Because as I say, the issues are still there and they won't yeah. be resolved until January. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the managerial situation because you know, another name has been tossed into the frame today, Diego Simeone, which, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, people laugh. It's, you know, it's, it's a very ambitious suggestion. Yeah. From what we're hearing, um, it's not as fanciful as it may seem. Um, you know, 
he would be interested in talking to Everton Football Club, but only at the end of the season uh, because he's, he's insistent on fulfilling his contract until then. But he's interested in hearing what the Everton project is all about, which you know is quite reassuring. But that still means there's a short-term appointment required um, until the summer before anybody can, Everton can talk to anybody else. Do they go short-term? Do they go David Unsworth? Do they go Sam Allardyce? Um, do they look for a long-term appointment now, i.e. Marco Silva, Thomas Tuchel, Sean Dyche, the names that have been uh, linked? I mean, what do you think, Gav? Do you think it should be the short-term? Are we in such dire straits that we need to worry about a manager who's going to save us and keep us in the Premier League until well, we can be a bit more ambitious in the summer? Keep giving Phil's comments there is... Yeah, I would. I would agree with what Phil said there about the current state of play with the team, and on yeah. that basis, you've got to look short term. It's just, just thinking about Unzi having one on Sunday. Does that give him a bit more, a couple more games, perhaps? Um, it, was, it was interesting the other week when you said that in terms of appointing him, we sort of got it the yeah. wrong way around. That like he should have started with the home game, and yeah, then, yeah. so mm-hmm. if that had been his first game in charge yeah. on on Sunday, he said, "Well, actually, we've got something going here. Like maybe yeah. we need to keep it going." And I was just, I was just thinking that appointing him for four games is that enough to 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 pass an opinion? Does he deserve maybe another couple of games in charge? The changes um, he made at the weekend all paid off. You could argue yeah. that he got the team selection wrong in the first place, yeah. I don't know. But the problem he's got and any manager's got is the squad is so imbalanced, is so lopsided, is so lacking in any kind of attacking you know, sort of intent. Um, so I, th- I think you could bring in Jose Mourinho uh, between now and January and I think he'd struggle uh, to please, get goals out of that side. No, but yeah. I think, I think oh, just to sum up, yeah, I think we need to bring them short term, but I don't necessarily think it's something that needs to be done. In the next four nights, perhaps given Unsworth a couple of games, having one to say, well, like the show us, show us how you know, show yeah. us. Uh, Do you think so? Like, sorry, I was just going to say, I actually don't fully agree with that because my concern is how long do we keep? Because as as yeah. as, as, as chuffed as we are for Unsworth that it came off on Sunday and he deserved that victory for what everything he's put into this caretaker spell. Unfortunately, we could go and lose those next two matches, and they're big games now. At what point do we say, oh God, we should have got the new man in two games ago and given him a bit longer? Yeah, I you know, get and... that. I get that. Well, so we're guessing then that. Do you think they've thought this through when they've sacked Cumin? That, listen, we've they obviously they haven't got anyone lined up then, have they? When they've sacked him, they've literally just hit the panic button, sacked him, and then we'll think about it. Because obviously you've seen what, what's happened elsewhere. Billich was sacked, Moyes was in within a day. Yeah. Now, obviously, what are we two weeks down the line here? Well, Three or four weeks now since Unsworth had the games, yeah. and there's no one in the door. So I look, I look at it now and thinking these haven't thought this through yet. Oh, but the, the, the fact is, is give Unsworth four games. I've mm. got the fortnight of international yeah. to make yeah, an appointment. Yeah. Could be, yeah. could be the strategy. Yeah. So we give Unsworth an opportunity to, to show if he's perhaps a, an op, you know an option for this season, or if that's not the case, we then bought ourselves another fortnight to. to Get a manager in. Yeah, yeah, it's both, isn't it? Which I would is, say. But what, 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 totally has what has done, then? Well, it might have confirmed in Fahad Mashiri's eyes that Unzi is not the man. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, you don't don't for one minute think the club have just been sat there waiting, you know, not doing anything while Unzi's been in charge. Of course, they've been sounding mm. out the managers and, and, and drawing up the shortlist. So I think there was a will, wasn't there, that they wanted to give Unzi that opportunity to prove them wrong or prove them right, however yeah. you looked at it. And maybe this, these four games have made up their minds. And maybe now, now they're going to go, well, we've got another whatever, 12 days or whatever. My, my, yeah, but my fear about a short-term appointment 
is again what that then does to the squad because it's a manager working with somebody else's players again in the summer I mean you know Unzi clearly doesn't fancy a number of the players that were brought in in the summer or his argument would be he doesn't know them he's not familiar with them he is familiar with John Joe Kenny with Benny Benningham players like that which is why he's using them uh, equally if a manager comes in now and he will buy players in January because players are desperately required certainly strikers yeah. are they players that the new you know sexy continental manager we appoint in the summer yeah. is going to want as well yeah. and you know we're starting yeah. from scratch you know almost like totally agree. twice well, in the yeah. space well, of like three my, my counter to that is and I think the feeling certainly for for Mashiri is Look, I mean, we all we all are probably around this table, and everybody's convinced we'd get out of it anyway. But I think he there is a concern from the very top that they can't even flirt with danger. There can't be a situation yeah. where we're we're in March and we're not way out of the mess or anything yeah. like that. So I think January is a one-off. Yeah. I think you bring players in for the final six months of the season, and that's it. And if they're no longer required for the new manager, well, so be it. But it's a price you pay to make certain that there's no. Silliness, no nonsense at the wrong end of the table. Would it not damage the football club then, Phil, if Sam Allardyce was appointed from now till the end of the season and say we finish mid, just below mid table? How's that damaging if you brought him in to make sure you don't go down? Because that's why he's being brought to the, the football, football club. Ever, well, ever, well, that's irrelevant, ever, isn't it? Because if you're bringing Sam Allardyce to the football club, and I'm yeah. not saying that they should or should not, mm. but if you're bringing him into the football club, you're bringing him for one reason. Of course. So, by hook or by crook, He's there to keep you. Are up. circumstances Isn't that it? bad though? I, I don't think they are. Right. Well, well, eight, uh, yeah. eight points behind Liverpool and Arsenal. Having played four behind Brighton and eight. Having played the fixtures that we've played, I mean that that was a brutal you know fixture list at the start of the yeah. season. Already the trips to Old Trafford to the Etihad to Stamford Bridge you know, have gone. Yeah. You know, so as has you know the Tottenham visits. You know the but, fixture but list does look. But having said that, there's been. It goes back to what Phil was saying about the, the performance on on Sunday. Yeah. Is we're 15, but we you know the, the teams at the bottom. I mean, as everybody says, what's Crystal Palace on Sunday? They're much better team yeah. on, on you know in that performance than what we are, and 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 they're bottom. So though you can quote gaps, and and and, and there's a degree of truth in that. In terms of if you have a look at the performances and the playing squads, and the fact that we've we've won two of the three games really. Quite fortunately, That's it, I agree. we, we, do, we yeah. do look like a team. And actually, what was, the, what, what, what was the last way? best decent performance you've seen from an Everton team this not, season? Not, not, not this season. City, City, City away. City away, yeah. And even that was down to a player. Team and that was a, well, that was a player sent off early in the match, which yeah. helped our cause yeah. significantly. Come, believe it or not, we were coming off the ground disappointed with the draw yeah. Yeah. in the end, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Uh, so I think. Which uh, is quite worrying, that really, isn't yeah. it? So I think it is. It's. It's all hands on deck because yeah. you know you think about the next game and yeah, Palace are the worst team in the Premier yeah. League, but haven't won away from home in the league since Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. my yeah. worry is sorry, Phil. My sorry. worry is if if Sam Allardyce takes charge, it's the fans' mentality towards him. Yeah, in at Everton, the Evertonians, and outside the perceptive of what they'll think as Everton now. Oh, that way you're going to be come from now till the end of the season. Not going to be on the telly. The, the fans aren't going to they'll lose interest. I, I feel the attendances will go down. That's my argument with Sam Allardyce's appointment at Everton. I can't see that general atmosphere the way it has been in the past. Oh, look, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not definitively pro bringing him in at this stage. But on the flip side, Sam Allardyce comes in, sorts it out, gets a couple of decent plays in, in January, and actually, you know. <laughs> I don't want to use the comparison because it's not the two completely different clubs. But at one stage at Palace, he had them in the top half of the table. Now at Everton, who's to say that he couldn't get his back to close-ish yeah. to where we should be? 
mid top half of the table because you know mm. if Everton finished seventh this season, it'd be minor miracle. To, to be honest, it's, it's not entirely you know agricultural football. That Bolton team that he had with Jock AF. Uh, JJ Acocha, uh, Campo playing, yeah. you know, so played some very easy yeah. on the eye football. Would you go and pay um, to watch them? That's my point. The point is, you wouldn't pay to watch Evan at the moment. Well, this is it. You yeah. wouldn't, but if we're meant to be improving, you're not going to say the same, are you? Yeah. Not gonna, uh, if Everton yeah. are not going to be on the box, they're not going to be talked about, and this is what I'm trying to say. This is meant to be a new era. You're sucking Cumin, bringing Alice, I see. But then you, you could bring in Marco Silva, but then you go, well, actually, he took Hull down. Yes, he, he 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 got them going, but he still took them down. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, at what point did the football club actually go? You know what? We're going to have to write this but season. Don't forget, they he, he, he took over in January, Silver. Yeah. So when when in November, there's a huge difference. Yeah, but how long do we wait? And is Allardyce a guarantee of he, success? He's as near you know. as Castile guarantees you'll get. Now I appreciate it's one hell of a negative move bringing him into the football club, but that's where they have to go. Right, we have to have a time frame. We have to go. This is the cut-off point. If we're no further up the league and yeah. the performances haven't improved markedly in whatever time frame, we have to go and get it. But what do you mean, sorry, sorry. What do you mean by negative move? Well, in terms of, you know, as Tony said, look, you're just admitting that you're pleading. It's a cry for help, yeah. and you, and he will go back to basics, and that's it. But it's a positive move if you sort it out. You do not skirt with danger, and you finish close to where. We finished last season. My, my, my worry is that the players he's got to deal with aren't going to change, mm. and uh, Unsworth knows them better than anybody. Totally and uh, you know, so he's probably better equipped to actually you know deal with that pretty paltry squad than somebody coming in with a fresh pair of eyes. Um, the, I told you, keep playing because the Evertonians I spoke to after the match, the majority of them when I mentioned Allardyce, a few of them said, "I'd rather keep Unsworth to the end of the season." There's no, there's no difference. What, what, what's Al- yeah, Can you tell me what Allardyce is going to do? That Unsworth can't. Well, it's an experience for the starters, yeah, isn't it? So, so it's not what, what, so much setting the team out, it's the experience of managing the Premier League. It's experience of dealing in the transfer market in January as and, well. And, and so, managing yeah. at the bottom, near the yeah. bottom. And I'm with Plano because I know it's up to me. But I'm with Plano, like, he's a bit more expansive allardyce than what, what people give him. Give him a kind of both on and off the pitch, both on and off the pitch as well, isn't he? He's well, well into no, his we can't play size. second ball with only Dominic Calvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he craves on, <laughs> yeah. get the ball in, advance yeah. areas, play the yeah. second ball. Mm. But I think he's savvy enough to, to adapt, isn't he, to, to the players he's got. He's, I mean, you see, I mean, I don't know any games, I think he's fifth, he's behind Moyes with the most Premier League games as manager, isn't he? So right. you've, you've got all that experience. And no one fancy I, Moyes back now? <laughs> if he leaves West Ham before Christmas, he might be. Uh, but I, I just think it makes a lot of sense to just bring him in towards the end of the season. But it'd be interesting to see any insight. We're saying that, would Sam want that? Well, the feeling is look, the cynic in you says he wouldn't and he'd want a, he'd want a two, three year contract. But mm. he would fully know, wouldn't he? He's not daft. Yeah. The, the, the club would say, right. Come in, yeah, all right. We'll give you what you want, but if he if he does the job that she's been brought in to do, right? We'll I, I think he's hoping. Uh, yeah, I think he's hoping a short term appointment could lead to something more enduring if he can make you know a absolute yeah. revelation of it. If he can suddenly turn around the season from hell and you know have Everton finish you know seventh again, mm. you know that you would think that that's given him you know enough money in the bank to yeah. get a, a more extended stay at it. And it probably would, to be and fair. No, nobody wants to see yeah. Sam Allardyce long term at the football club, mm. but. It's come to a point, or it may come to a point, that you say, well, he might be the, the person they need for the time being. Do you think a lot of fans will lose interest? 
if he's appointed. It's interesting if he's still bottom three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not though, are we, Phil? But what did you see on Sunday in the performance? Not, I'm not saying the final half an hour where it was blood and guts, or in the performances all season that makes you think that they're definitely going to be nowhere near it. Fans were leaving the ground. Well, 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 what makes you think yeah. that Allardyce is going to transform the way Everton are playing mm. from, from now till the end of the season? Will and get us half his, the league? Will his track record? I just, I, I see. I, I, it's a good point. I just can't see Sam Allardyce managing Everton and getting me off the edge of my seat. Well, excited to watching Everton. But he'll make sure he'll make certain, as good as you can get, that the football club won't be in trouble. Now I, I, I know we're only in November, but how long can we say we're only in November? We're only in December. As much as the counter argument is, I get that that we could get sucked in and Palace are playing better than us. The counter argument is that we're four points off eight. To be honest, I don't want to make the comparison because you know this guy's a club legend, and you know so I love him. He's one of my mates. Joe Royal, uh, but when he came into Everton and, uh, in November 1994 with an absolute firefighting job on his hands, he played Route 1 football unashamedly. He picked his dogs of war in midfield that scrapped and you know, sort of intimidated opponents. And he told Andy Hinchcliffe to knock it long to Duncan, you know, so Paul Ryder pick up second balls. Oh. And it was successful. He called it, you know, cup football, mm-hmm. which is why we ended up winning the FA Cup that year. He told Peter Johnson, you know, throw your money at Emerson <laughs> to win the FA Cup, which he did. The so, difference was playing over he had three sets of forwards. That it game. is, yeah, but Mike Walker wasn't using them, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it was... You could argue, yeah, you know, the, the same personnel situation doesn't exist at Everton anymore. But I'm just saying that fans will accept, you know, so a certain style of football if it's pragmatic well, we in the were, short we term. Were, I'm sure. Uh, were we in the bottom three? Oh, we were absolutely we relegated already. Eleven points from 14 games. Yeah. It was absolute, you know, it was a, a relegation waiting to happen. Yeah. Everton had to play European qualification standard football to survive that season. Mm. But I'm just saying, you know, the point I was trying to make is that, you know, fans will accept pretty much anything if they're seeing their team win and I don't think people would lose interest you, know, you don't lose interest in your football club unless like, you're, you're losing week after week will, after will week and I'm like, playing devil's advocacy yeah, so yeah. I don't want to see him yeah, yeah. Will, will, will fans accept the yeah. transitional season because they don't play that in the season so they do they no, but that's, that's the ebb and flow and the fortunes yeah. and the roller coaster emotions of following your football club you don't pay your season ticket and there's a guarantee at the bottom saying you won't be rubbish no, I, I get that but this is going to be just Get us over the line, but but type of job, isn't it? Well, to see us over, and that's it. Happy days, yeah. go home. Well, this is this is the whole point, isn't it? The club have to make a decision. Is this is this where we are at, and is that what we unfortunately have to accept? I just don't think after eleven games we can just write off the season. I, I, and think, get yeah, I think I think there's I think when you say transitional season, you could argue that as soon as Mercedes came in and us wanted to go from sort of mid-table mediocrity to sort of getting on the door of the, 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 you know, knocking on the door of the top six or top four, that that entire period is a transition period, maybe three or four seasons where you, you're changing the entire culture and, and, and staff within the club. And, and I think the argument would be is for us to manage that four, three or four seasons, say until the ground's built and all, all that type of stuff, for us to manage that effectively, at the moment, what we may have to take one step back to take two steps forward, and I, I think that, that an appointment of an Allardyce or Allardyce figure between now and the end of the season is to do just that. It's to buy us some time, as I said last week, so when we get to the summer, we can then make the, use that period to make good progress in maybe the next two seasons. Yeah. And, and look, let's play fantasy football for a minute. So Allardyce comes in, everybody's not particularly happy with it, but he does his job consolidates the football team improves them tightens them up and then the club go thanks very much Sam and then they go in, and they go and get your star name that everybody loves and, mm. and, they, and they build again yeah, yeah, from yeah. where 
that that surely is part of what they're thinking. If you're a player and you know that manager's not going to be here in the summer, well, there's going to be a clear out anyway, isn't there? By the by, the performances. Yeah. Well, so, we're, we're, getting, we're getting that now, aren't we? Which you know, which brings us on to the, uh, <laughs> the, the the situation which is being caused. And you know, so our headlines this week: um, the Morgan Schneider and Kevin Morales business. Um, now I'm going to choose my words very, very carefully here because uh, very carefully, you know, bro. Well, no, because you know, so Morgan Schneider himself has been, you know, choosing his words very carefully. <laughs> uh, he made a statement uh, saying it's untrue to say that he was sent home from training, which is absolutely correct. He wasn't sent home from training, but what is correct is that there were there was an issue during a training session which Duncan Ferguson was taking, whereby the coaching staff weren't happy with the attitude and with the effort being shown by Schneiderlin and with Kevin Morales and suggested that they'd be better served going indoors and you know, so not bothering with the training session. And both players took them up on that suggestion and walked off the pitch. So you, know, you can argue that's probably worse than being sent home from training. Yeah. Um, Kevin Morales has sort of issued a tentative apology today, saying that he wasn't left out of the squad for that reason, but he's apologised to the president, to his teammates and to the fans for his frustrations. You know, he didn't actually say not what was causing his frustrations. Better, I think yeah, not handling that moment better, I think. So you know, clearly there are some players that are seeing a caretaker manager in place and just thinking, well, he's not going to be there for very long you know, therefore you know, so why should we bother so we've got that issue already which is causing problems it needs players with a certain mindset and a certain attitude and enthusiasm you know, to, to, to get us out of that mess David Unsworth knows the players that he thinks he can rely on um, you know, and he's picking them at the moment uh, which is why those two players were involved well, Kevin Lars says otherwise, but you know, so yeah. I think that's why those two players yeah. weren't involved at the weekend. And if Unsworth is still in charge for the Palace game, it's open to question whether they'll be involved again. You know, so for- I think it's a totally dangerous game they're playing. You know, you know, it's particularly in this incident because I think we discussed this morning, Preno. Yeah, they may not, they may not believe that David Unsworth will be here the long term, and there'll be another manager in. But people will still be at the football club when that new manager comes in. He will use them as sounding boards, like Roberto did after David Moyes like Ronald did after Reverso and those messages will get back and the new manager of the football club whether it's it's Allardyce or whoever will not have not going to notice that these two players have done this and this has caused a problem so it's totally naive of them to think that it's uh, you know new manager will come in I'll just I'll be alright it's it's totally wrong and I hope that the reaction um, from the supporters and the fact that this has got out into the into the press Really is a rocket, yeah. Because those two players and, and several others, you know, they aren't the only two that need to pull the socks up. But particularly those two players need to start proving why they're at the football club. If you ask me, Schneider in particular, his form has been an absolute yeah. bizarre one. He arrived last January, and if he'd have been there for a full season, he would have been the player of the season. Despite a centre forward scoring, mm. you know, so the most number of goals we've seen since probably Gary Lineker. Um, to take that you know, form on and then just suddenly fall apart this summer, I don't know what, what's gone wrong. Is this why Jose Mourinho sold him? Well, Is this why maybe why we're seeing the real Morgan Schneiderlin, so to speak? It's, it's interesting, um, Christian Walsh, one of our writers, I was just discussing Schneiderlin with him and, and he kind of made an interesting point where he was saying, even though Schneiderlin, you know, since he's been in England, even though he's been in League One and the Championship, his, his career and the, and the teams he's played in have always been on the up. Yeah. So this is almost like the first test he's had of, mm. of having to deal yeah. with adversity and you know I'm now questioning whether he's got the stomach for the fight yeah. now ultimately you come to Everton Football Club and he yeah. came to a team and a squad and a project as everybody keeps saying that's got aspirations for challenging to Europe but you will inevitably go through times when it's not going well so even particularly in his position and his importance yeah. to the team 
that is worrying me that we're seeing the drop that we have done. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like Peno says, and like our players, you and your manager, and it's that, you know, it's not your new manager, you'll be all right. It's like that old George Graham line, isn't it? About when you walk into the dressing rooms and your manager, you always remember that the people in front of you, the one who got you, Peter Sessler, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, the managers have always got that in the back of their yeah, minds whenever yeah. they walk into a dressing room. So I think that's something that you've got to remember in all of this. And I can only echo the thoughts. Is he got married in the summer, didn't he, Snyder? Yeah. Did I read that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's old Harry Katzick thing, wasn't it? He never liked players who got married. Content players. He always, <laughs> he always, he always <laughs> said that he dropped off and performed <laughs> the, uh, the, the, next, the next season. Uh, and um, without sort of, you know, setting Tony off, you know, <laughs> if, if you could, I, I suppose it's, you know, Damning in that, if you said who's the one Everton player in the squad you could anticipate being sent home for training for not trying, you'd, you'd probably be one person above, above you know. Come on, Tony, you've got Tony's going to probably <laughs> say there. And I know what I would say is Morales, I'm not surprised at that. That's not kissing yeah. Snyder, I am, but I haven't seen Snyder totally unprofessionally get sent off on, well, yeah. on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. I think, well, actually, maybe not a big and it might have been frustration from that, and that sort of partner behaviour fits in with his attitude on Thursday to be honest with you well, this has been my argument with Kevin Morales for years and I've been on quite vocal and I've said it time and time again for the lad for the ability that lad has got and time and time again so frustrating that he hasn't shown us it and maybe you're here with Leon Osmond the other week and yourself and we're saying gotta pick him gotta pick him gotta pick him he's the only one with pace and I go David Unsworth seen that he'd rather play Umar Ass and Benny Meringa meet instead of Morgan Schneider and Kevin Morales in a crucial game that Everton had to win. Now, that goes to show you what he thinks of their attitude straight away, but nothing surprises me with Kevin Morales, nothing surprises me at all. One player that I wouldn't like to see play for Everton again, I just think his whole attitude, his laziness as well. He thinks he can just drift in and out of games, and he's been doing it for, what, this is now his sixth season. I was looking at, obviously, the, the game, these are full 90 minute games. He's played for Everton 2012-13 season, five, that was under David Moyes. 2014 season, ten, under Roberto Martinez. The season later, three matches. Season later, six, so that was Roberto Martinez. Under Ronald Koeman, three full 90 minutes under Ronald Koeman. And obviously, Underwood hasn't played him at all. So that's the equivalent to 27 90-minute matches he's played. Over 200 chances he could have done that, so... That says a lot for me that the attitude in that player is all wrong and the sooner it is out the club, the better. Yeah, it's frustrating because, you know, before he came to Everton in Greece, he was playing as a, a central striker and, you know, so top scored in that league. And that's a position that Everton desperately need filling at the yeah. moment. You know, we need a central striker, somebody that can play on the shoulder of defenders, can show a bit of pace, can show a bit of strength. And, you know, clearly you wouldn't trust him to do that at the moment. Oh, he's been um, linked with loads of moves since he's been here yeah. as well. Not one of them returned. Well, he signed, he signed a new deal in the summer, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, claimed that he was frustrated because he wanted to move elsewhere. You know, mm. just a very complex individual. The, the most telling thing about his, um, his signing of the new contract uh, in, in May was he admitted in, in, the, uh, in the quotes that, that, that were released even my family have told me I have to do more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. paraphrasing there, but that's the thing. He doesn't do the dishes, does he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, you know, I was like, wow, it's great honesty, but there it is in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Even, even you, even this, either people who will support you through thick and thin are going. You need to put your maybe finger. Maybe he should have got his family down at training ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. Saturday, you know. <laughs> I, did, I remember when the um, the end of season awards last season, and mm. obviously um, 
I think Phil Kenway came on stage and he says, and there's big news tomorrow, another player signing a big long-term contract and everything. Yeah. And everyone yeah. thought Ross Barkley on the edge of the yeah. seats. You went Kevin Morales, and no one flinched. And had a little pop at the echo for, exactly. uh, for supporting him. Yeah. So, uh, do you know what? Yeah. And that what winds me up more than anything. It's the ability he's got. Yeah. yeah. If he was just... Uh, a day cow type of player, blood and tons, give us all, I get all that. I tell you what, if he had Umani at his heart, oh. I, want, I wanted to mention that lad today because, you know, we, we, we've damned him many times on this yeah, and, yeah. you know, we'll all hold our hands up, you know, his yeah. quality is not good enough for Everton Football Club. Uh, I think I described him as a kitten playing with a ping pong ball, which is, yeah, you know, seems to sum up his, his possession. Yeah. But he's got heart, and that's what Everton needs at the moment. And he never stops running. Yeah. If you know defenders, or if he doesn't know what he's going to do, what chance have defenders yeah. got? And the goal just summed him up. You know, <laughs> it was a decent ball from Luckman. Uh, defender caught on his heels, but he made it into something it shouldn't have been. Keeper was a bit impetuous, maybe. Yeah. Ended up going off his ankle or something. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So as long as he's, 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 he deserves yeah, a longer run. Last, last two, last two and a quarter hours, kicking into God. He's he scored five goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is like, you know, and there is a little yeah, bit of quality yeah, there because yeah. that, that goal against Sunderland you know, was an absolute yeah. top finish. And the, the first one, the first one, yeah. 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 he, he set that yeah. up and finished it himself. Yeah. And I would like the one on Sunday in the Arsenal goal, we had like a piece of the goal in front of me. And you're feeling it, it's funny. My lad who was in the main stand uh, on, Saturday, on Sunday and he said the same things. And even after he'd gone past the goalkeeper, yeah. <laughs> he said, I wasn't confident it was going to go in until I saw it rolling to the net. But to be fair, you know, you can't fault him because, like, if you think about it, we've won two or three games this season, and, and two out of them three games, he's basically turned the game, hasn't he? Yeah. That's the what ball the other to him. And also, because the thing on, on Sunday, which you say it's about getting lucky, is you scored 30 straight after their goal. If yeah, they'd yeah. gone five or ten minutes yeah. and everybody would have yeah, been yeah. leaving and booing that, that would have been an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? There's no way we're coming back from two down. But the fact that he got us back, I know with Luckman's balls, but he got us back into the game straight away. It was it was the time and the goal as much as the goal itself. No, he, t- he turned the know. game by booting Herrario Gomez in the exactly, head. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that new goalkeeper didn't fancy it at all. No. I mean, Bainsey's corner was decent, but he was rooted to his line. Yeah. Gomez might have come and tried to challenge for yeah. that. And that was arguably a little bit of luck that we needed, you know, so maybe turn the season. Phil, another player that was I thought was outstanding on Sunday was John Joe Kenny mm. he's just sort of he's just sort of just sort of raging in the last 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. he just was like a man possessed wasn't yeah. he um, I felt for him in Leon. I really did um, in the second half where he was forced onto the left uh, left hand side and he just w- wasn't comfortable yeah. that wasn't the John Joe that I've watched for two and a half years where he was coming through the 23s and obviously this season um, but I think that that reaction in the final 30 minutes was the Evertonian in him Um, do you see the stats as well for his performance at the weekend I mean passing wise not great I mean Pickford actually had a more accurate pass completion rate but defensively which is what he's there for uh, more clearances interceptions and tackles than any other player in the entire Premier League last weekend Um, you know he got in the way of everything that's what he's there for and you know the corner from which we equalised from it was his shot you know so on the rampage Mm -hmm. and his reaction with the fans you know he was whipping the fans up that's an old head on your Shoulders, and I think yeah. as well, and I think we've got to keep faith with 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 John Joe, and particularly look at how Seamus Coleman, you know, when he came through, he was making mistakes in big games, and he was up and down in his form. But then it, it just clicks when he reaches a certain level of maturity, doesn't it? And I think that you know everybody speaks incredibly highly of John Joe at the football club. There's clearly a very good right back in there, and the potential to be, you know, 
top flight right back in, in the future it won't always be plain sailing as it wasn't in France yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's whether whoever comes in has that same faith in it, him I hope they do it's mm. interesting that he's the only outfielder to start all of Unsworth's four games yeah. isn't he Kenny and Trust I know him. like the sort yeah. of the options are right back maybe a bit more limited to other but you can play Holgate there you can play Martina, Martina there yeah. so it's interesting that obviously Unsworth sees something like you're saying yeah. there Phil that actually he has got something in it, but it might take a bit of time to, well, uh, to come out, give him as much game time uh, as possible. I remember vividly after the 23s last season when they played Chelsea, they could have won the league at Aldershot and, and the chairman was down there and stuff. And They got held to a draw and uh, speaking to Unzi after the game and he, he made a point of saying that John Joe Kenny's performance was of Premier League standard yeah. in that game. So clearly he's been ready in, in Unzi's eyes for... For, for a long time, it, it's difficult, you know, so relying on young players. They've got to be introduced gradually and used, you know, fleetingly to get the best out of them. Um, but exactly the same example with Adamola Luckman. He, he was the, the guy for me that changed the game more than anybody uh, because the club was so, or the, the side and the fans were so bereft of confidence that it needed something. And he injected that. Um, he just picked up the ball and he started doing brave things. He started running at defenders. He started, you know, clipping ambitious passes forward. Just things that other players maybe weren't doing. And it, it really stood out for me. I thought it was a very, either a brave performance for a young kid or maybe one, the fearlessness of youth. Uh, but, you know, he made a massive impact. And, you know, I think we could see a little bit more of him in the future. Hopefully we do, because, you know, clearly he's a talent there. He, he looks like he's rediscovered his mojo, doesn't he, a little bit, Adamola? Because he started off really encouraging him when we signed him in January and then I'm convinced I've not had the opportunity to ask him this but I'm convinced the game at Middlesbrough was the point where he, he, he snowballed yeah. where he he missed a couple of really good chances, good chances. Yeah. Koeman bombed him for the following game and he was in and out of the team and he just looked a different player yeah. for the worse yeah. um, but you know he's played for Unzi in the 23s a little bit early in the season and, and you suspect that we, we know the way we know Unzi he, he would have filled him filled the lad with confidence and I think we're starting to see it I thought he was the best player outfield player in Lyon um, and I think he carried that on when he came off the bench on no, Sunday no, no given obviously we've just talked about the youngsters there is there a counter argument to say and one fan um, told me on, on Sunday he said this is the reason why I don't want Sam Allardyce as our manager because he doesn't bring youngsters through he doesn't play them now that could be a worry of mine considering the, the crop of youngsters that we have got and I, do, I wouldn't like to see in January Allardyce go with a couple of tried and trusted and next minute your Davis aren't in the team, your Kenny's aren't in the team, your Calvert-Lewin's aren't in the team. You've been, and I just fear yeah. that that long, could happen. Long term, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Long term, but this is the whole point. I personally wouldn't You'd have to play them from down till January, won't you? Yeah, and personally, I don't want Sam Allardyce as a long term manager, but it's a case of whether it's needs must, isn't it? And whether... Actually, Allardyce, if it's him, he goes, look, I appreciate that you've got young lads, but you've got to trust me, and maybe I can't play them every week, or they're going to have to come off the bench. And I know that's not what nobody wants to hear, and nobody wants to see, but it's balancing act, isn't it? I get it? that. And I, I, I totally but that's not the fear, Phil, because... <laughs> I, 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 that's, I, a, that's a long-term thing for me. Because I, 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 I can't see, if you're taking these kids out of the equation in January, after them playing from now till Christmas, yeah. and then getting bombed... Yeah. Well, it's going to take some stomaching for them kids to come yeah. back. I mean, look, I mean, I think John Joe would have to be wise enough to know that when Seamus Coleman's fit, he's back on the bench, yeah. isn't he? Um, and whether Beningami and Tom, whether the club think they need another midfielder or whatever, I don't know. Luckman, Calvert-Lewin. I think Calvert-Lewin will play a part. 
you know, he's I mean, he, Unzi didn't start him on Sunday, remember? Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, he didn't start in Leon, so it's not like he's he's guaranteed a start. Um, I think you you have to play him or have him involved anyway. Luckman, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult, isn't it? I I would say that we have to take our new tinted spectacles off on this and say what do we in terms of like we're saying this transitional period. What I was saying before, maybe three or four years to get from A to B. Are you going to do that with a group of young players within that? And I don't think you're not. You may get one or two, but I don't see us moving forward in that time with Davis, Luckman, Calvert-Lewin, Kenny, Beningame, all in the team. That's just not going to happen. You might do if, you, if the other six players are Messi, Ronaldo, you know, <laughs> yeah. like Suarez. Well, like, you know what I mean? It happened at United in the early yeah. 90s. But, but, you know. but they, they were coming from a position of strength, where yeah. he's won two or three titles. Yeah. And like you see the, the players. He's won the World Cup half of them. The, the, yeah, but, yeah, but it's a massive difference. But, you know, the, the thing with United, then. Just missing a World Cup win there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wins World Cup. Yeah, yeah. At under-17 level, when it comes to Premier League level, under-20, yeah, do dismiss it, you know, with all due respect. Like, but, you know, but like United saying like '96, you the senior players Cantona, Keane, yeah. um, Hughes, and Smith, yeah, yeah, you know all yeah. top top of the range players. We haven't got that, and and when you have young players, Don never used to say Don never used to say his manager leads. If you've got, you can have like six or seven pl- young players in the team, but make sure that the other four that you've got are all all top players. If they're yeah. not, you'll get killed. And like so, that that's the same with us, isn't it? Great if we have them three or four players in, but make sure the other seven are all like top class. And I don't think we're, we're even in that position yet. Mm. So I think it'd be, we all want to see four or five graduates we all get to get on the top four and back of them, but it's not going to happen. I get that, but you know, the fear is that you're not going to see any of them. Well, but what would you rather do, finish eighth or ninth like that, or finish sixth with no young players in? It's... What would you rather? I mean, that's. There's something this Everton thing and all that we've, we've got to move away from that, and I, I don't. It'd be great to see it happen, and it may happen, but we shouldn't let our our selection be first of all. In the fact that we've got to have two or three academy graduates in the team, I, I just don't get that at all. Uh, we actually, one of the, uh, the piece we got submitted to us this week by uh, Rob Yates is his name, a uh, guy who's you know talk, railing against this uh, managers that don't get Everton. Um, He's not bothered. He says, yeah, you know, yeah. results is the important okay. thing. It doesn't really matter about any, you know, so romantic notions we might have. Well, we're going to wrap it up now. We've um, we've discussed uh, the managerial options. Um, we won't be back till this time next week unless something happens in the meantime, and in which case, you know, so clearly we will uh, to discuss it. But you know, for the time being, thanks for joining us and uh, stick with us next time. <laughs>